0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.
1: Now, you're welcome back to Breakfast Business with me, Emmett Oliver, sitting in this week for Joe Lynham. And the European Council has adopted new rules to combat pay discrimination and help to close the gender pay gap across the EU. Under these new directives, EU companies will be required to share information about how much they pay women and men for equal work of equal value and take action if the gender pay gap exceeds 5%. Now, Linda Hayes is a partner with law firm Lewis Silken and she joins me now on the phone. Good morning to you, uh, Linda. Morning, Emma. Thank you very you? much for joining us. And um, We know Ireland has had its own gender pay gap rules for about a year or so or maybe a little bit longer than that so are these are these going to kind of um, kind of coincide with the EU rules or are they different in their application?
0: Well, I I think there's a lot to unpack for employers in the new directive. And you're right, we do have existing legislation in Ireland. But the directive actually goes further. Um, So it introduces broader gender pay gap reporting obligations. So we will have to amend our Irish legislation, which does mean that employers who are just getting to grips with our existing gender pay gap reporting obligations, we'll now have to look at the changes the directive are going to bring in and look at how they're going to implement those. So it, it is a lot broader. It came into effect on the 7th of June, but member states actually have until June 2026 to transpose it into national law. So there is a little bit of time, but I would say to employers, don't delay in starting to prepare for it. It, it broadens the obligation. So at the moment, you have to report on gender pay gap across the organisation in terms of men and women. This actually broadens the reporting obligation that you have to report within each category of workers. So those employees who do sit the same type of work or work of equal value. So it's quite broad. There's also some significant implications of it, so which we don't have under our current legislation. So one of the key um, implications will be the potential that you'll have to carry out a detailed joint pay assessment, which is quite onerous. And that will be required where your report identifies a gap of 5% or more in any category, and where that gap can't be objectively justified on gender-neutral grounds, and where you haven't fixed that gap within six months of reporting.
1: And Linda, so um, when they say take action, or like what what does that mean? Is it sort of intention or is it something much firmer than that? What's your sense of that particular part?
0: Well, so that's, that's probably one of the key differences between what we have now and what we likely will have when the government transposes the legislation. So at the moment, you have to publish a narrative that says, here's what our gap is and here's what we're proposing to do to fix it. Whereas... In the new system, you will actually have to do those things to fix it. And if you haven't been able to fix those 5% gaps, then you'll actually have to do a joint pay assessment, which you do with employee representatives. So that's a major departure for Irish employers as employee representative bodies aren't a real feature of a lot of our industries, given the voluntary approach to collective bargaining we've had in Ireland traditionally, so it, it could be quite significant if you haven't actually taken the actions and reduced those gaps. The obligations you have are quite significant. Uh, Linda, one, and, of
1: the, one of the things that sorry to interrupt you, One of the things that concerns some companies is there's obviously big, vast multinationals that have huge resources, and then there's smaller firms that less so. I mean, Are the burdens of these the same for all company sizes or, or or does it vary at all?
0: Well, in terms of the reporting obligations itself, those are going to be phased in and under our current legislation, it's being phased in up to 2025 where employees with 50 or more are going to be required to report on the gender pay gap. So we still need to see how the legislation will be implemented in Ireland, but I expect it will be employers who have 50 or more employees but there are. It's important to point out there are some obligations under the directive that don't have a threshold, and those are individual rights for employees around pay transparency. So those could be, and they're quite a departure, I think, from for some employers at the moment. Those are things like you can't require um, you can't require employees not to discuss their salaries if they're doing it for the purposes of equal pay transparency. So you can't put in obligations in your contracts of employment saying that your your employees can't discuss salary with each other. They're also going to have the right to request information from you as an employer about what other employees in comparable jobs are being paid on average, broken down by sex. So you will need to have some information available. You're also going to be prohibited on asking job candidates about their current and past pay, which would be a, a fairly common practice in Irish businesses. And then there's also a requirement on employers to disclose the salary range for each vacancy they have, either when they're advertising it or before interview. So you're still, even for those smaller organisations, there are still going to be obligations in here in terms of how you deal with pay. You will need to make information on pay and pay progression and how you determine that available to employees and make sure that any criteria used to determine pay or changes in pay is gender neutral. Now, so quite, si- quite significant changes.
1: Sure, Linda. Um, the other issue, the reason it was a lot of this was brought in was obviously to, to have that social change and, and change the gender pay gaps that are present have been embedded for, for decades, if, if not longer. I know I'm taking you a little bit out of your, your legal comfort zone here, but do you get any sense that these EU rules that are coming in and the previous Irish ones are having an effect in the workplace? Are we, are we seeing pay gaps actually narrowing or, or do you have any sense of, of the impact of all of this?
0: I think they are having an impact, and we, we work we've been working with a lot of employers since the new um, new legislation came in last year, and they, it really is putting the focus on well, what, why do we have these. Gaps. I, I suppose the key thing is, if you're not aware that you have these gaps, you can't do anything to fix them. So certainly we're seeing changes being made <clears throat> excuse me, by employers in their hiring practices, in how they advertise roles to try and improve uh, gender disparity within their organisations, uh, training managers to look at more gender neutral hiring. So we're certainly seeing changes now. I think it's early days in Ireland. We've only had the legislation in a year and this will be the second year so it will be interesting to see do are we seeing a reduction in those pay gaps when those reports come out in December but I think certainly for employers it's only going to get more onerous so they will have to start looking at what are the reasons for their gender and um, pay gaps and my advice would be to start doing dry runs for this sure these new obligations so that you can get ahead of it Well, we, once it's published it's out sure. there so. well
1: your interview which gets the dry one underway thank you very much for now that is Linda Hayes who is a partner at law firm Lewis Silken on those new EU rules on gender pay gap Breakfast Business
0: with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.